Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 193 of the Hawks Talk podcast. As always, I am Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. As always, Logan, how are you? And as always, I don't know how to respond, so I'm doing all right. How are you? You know, I'm doing good. Doing good on a on a Sunday. We're recording this after the Hawks. Uh, a, a big win. I'll say it. Big win over the Warriors in uh, overtime, 141-134. Um, you know, honestly, Logan, I feel kind of bad because the last time we did a podcast episode together, I, I we were previewing the schedule, and this was before the uh, the Raptors game. I was like, Logan, we, we got a bit of a difficult schedule coming up. We're at home. You know, we were coming off of the Mavericks loss. I was like, schedule's going to get pretty tough here, Logan. I'd expect some losses. But since then, the Hawks have not skipped a beat at all, Logan. They beat the Raptors. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Suns, and they beat the Warriors last night. So if you're if you're doing your math at home along with me, uh, that's four wins in a row, ladies and gentlemen. A four-game win streak for the Hawks. Um, not the first time we've seen this before in other Hawks seasons. It seems like every time the Hawks are rumored to be wanting or you know be rumored to be making moves, they uh, we come up to the trade deadline and suddenly the team starts playing like the, the three-peat Bulls. So, yeah, so that's... Yeah, I mean, hey, that's what, pretty much the state of things going on with the Hawks. It is. I mean, look, I, it, there are some people that wanted us to tank, and we've already been over it. The tanking was not going to happen because there's so you many teams. You can only get as high as six people. It yeah, does not matter. There, There's so many teams that are just so much blatantly worse than us. And I feel comfortable saying this, Jackson. When we're healthy, we're like a perfectly fine team. Like 41 to 44, 45 wins um, when we're mostly healthy. People have already sort of forgotten. I don't blame you because the last two months have been terrible. We were doing okay until Jalen Johnson got hurt. And then shortly after Jalen Johnson got hurt, DeAndre Hunter got hurt. Like, surprise, surprise, any team that started Sadiq Bay for 30 games or whatever is going to do poorly. Like, that's, that's just sort of how it goes. Um, we're not that bad. I don't bl- I'm not trying to, you know, ran everyone back in and say, guys, we're going on another run. Cause I don't think we're going on a run. I think this team just doesn't quite have it. Um, but I mean, I mean, we're kind of full steam ahead to the plans because we're, I mean, let me, let me pull up the, the standings just real quick. Um, it's just like, I know we're in the 10 seed currently. We're in the 10, 10 seed currently a game and a half above the 11 seed, uh, nets. Uh, a game behind, half a game behind the Bulls, and then like, what is that? About four games behind the eight seed Magic. You're looking at, and also the seven seed Heat, and four and a half games behind the the six seed Pacers. Like, I'm not saying I expect us to jump up to the six seed. I, I expect the Pacers to stay there. But look, man, like, it's entirely possible that we, like, that that we make the plans and we could be the eight you know, nine, eight, seven seed. It's possible. Um, not saying that that's necessarily what people were wanting. Cause I get people were like kind of sick of the whole current iteration, but like, this is not some doomsday, terrible, just embarrassing, bad basketball team. Um, but they, they certainly had some terrible, bad, embarrassing moments. Like it is un- unquestionably a very unclutched team. But these last four games have been quite good. Um, and the trade deadline is what Thursday of this upcoming week. Um, we have two more games. Yes. We have, I mean, we re- really a tough schedule. You had Lakers who aren't that. Go- I mean, really, they aren't that good. Um, Mavericks aren't even that good. They just have one player that's particularly special. Um, Raptors blew it up. Um, honestly, not a good team. Lakers not that good. Suns pretty good, and they have Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, Warriors not very good, but they have Steph Curry. 
But then we get Clippers, Celtics, 76ers. Like that's honestly just a brutal schedule. Then we get a little reprieve. Uh, Rockets and Bulls. Bulls game could be pretty big. Hornets, Raptors again, Magic, Jazz, Nets, Nets. You know, point being, once we get through the trade deadline, the schedule lightens up a bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think my stance is the exact same it has been for a week or two, Jackson. Um, could I see DeJounte Murray getting traded? Maybe. Um, maybe uh, not. Uh, okay, let me uh, clarify. Traded during the trade deadline? Maybe. Traded during the offseason? More likely than not, would be my guess. But like that, the trade deadline, I, I just allegedly the only teams that have really offered something decent have been what the Jazz and the Lakers. Um, I believe that is pretty much what was reported. I think it was quoted as saying the only the only offers that the Hawks would really consider were from the Jazz and Lakers, and clearly they aren't being considered that much because it hasn't been accepted. Um, so my stance is the same it has been for a week or two, Jackson, which is if. If we don't trade DeJounte, I'll understand that I won't like, I'm not going to throw a tantrum. Some people are going to throw a tantrum if we don't basically blow it up. That's not going to be me. But please, please just trade Clint Capella. Um, we have a Moneyball situation going on. We have a Pena and Hatterberg situation going on. If you've seen the movie, you might get what I'm saying. But in the movie, slash kind of in real life, it's based off real life, the, the general manager has a vision. Um, not, not even, you know, but... There's a very clear vision for this team, which is they have to embrace the youth a little bit. There's very clearly a player who's pretty good. He's a pretty good, like Payne is a pretty good player. Capella's a pretty good player. Um, the coach is going to play him if he's there. He's going to keep starting him, keep starting him, keep starting him. But for the, for the purpose of fulfilling the vision, he might have to just be removed from the roster in order to make way for the guy that fits the vision better, that being Hatterberg slash Okongwu. Um, you know, and that's kind of what happened in the movie that the general manager basically just traded Pena because he was like, all right, you're not going to start him. Like we're getting rid of him. So that way you're, I would just like to say Logan, um, yeah, I saw you make that, that, that joke on Twitter the other night. I, it just needs to be said. And this is more funny. I'm not trying to critique or anything. Pena would go on to make all-star games. I can pretty confidently say that Capella's not making any more all-star games. Logs. I think we're good just to play a cock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, point being. I just want to trade Capella so that way Okongwu can start. And you know what? If you are going to lose rebounding a little bit, but Okongwu is just a more productive player for us. The, the stats, the, the counting stats maybe, you know, are slightly etched in, in Capella's favor, largely because of minutes, but the advanced stats, the the plus minus, the off on and off ratings, all very clearly tell you uh, the team does better with Okongwu out there. Okongwu... Uh, Jalen Johnson and Trey on the floor pretty much always gets you a pretty good lineup, um, especially if you got have guys like uh, Hunter and then Bogey out there. Like that's that's just a very good lineup for the Hawks, um, and that's what we need to roll with. Uh, we're not going to get much for Capella. I'm not saying dump him. I'm not saying attach a pick to dump him, but it's just what I really really like would like to see um, because you know thanks for the memories Capella, but it just it just I just. He's not doing it for me. He's not doing it for anyone anymore. It's it's just, you know, we're at the point where it's like, all right, I, like we should really be ready to move on. That's the only thing I like need to see by Thursday, Jackson. I need to see Capella gone. And you know what else I haven't thought about, Jackson? I'd love to see like Garrison Matthews or Patty Mills gone. Just so that way, Quinn Snyder is forced to play Kobe Bufkin. Um, just forced to. Just absolutely like 
I mean, Moneyball. Just be Moneyballed into playing the young guys. Because uh, even though I think we'll make the play in this year, like, I just don't see what Kobe Buffkin would, would like, harm the team in a way that Garrison Matthews isn't. Like, do you not think Kobe Buffkin's going to go out there and bust his ass? Because, of course, he will. Um, Wesley Matthews, I mean, he played for the first time in, like, a month the other night and actually played decently. But it's like, dude, what, what are we doing here, man? It is a peculiar obsession Quinn Snyder has with some of these guys, but um, to give Quinn Snyder a little bit of love, he has closed with the Kongu the last few nights, and it, it's paid dividends, because the Kongu's been... I mean, in back-to-back games, he was uh, not, not, like, borderline dominant when he was out there. Obviously not, like, you know, in the way... Uh, Embiid can be dominant, but he was really just an instrumental player to those two wins. So, anyway, I've been rambling for a while, Jackson. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the biggest shift in between, you know, the Hawks winning these past two games and speaking about, you know, the Warriors and the Suns, and you just alluded to it, is Quinn Snyder has finally figured out what Hawks fans have been saying for a few months now, is that, you know, we need to be playing a Kongu more, which he has. We need to be closing with a Kongu, which he has in both games. I mean, you know, it's well, just nice to see because it's it's been known that he just needs to be playing more and, st- and closing games yeah. also. And, like... like I get it. Like, I really do. Capella has the most offensive rebounds in the league by a wide margin. Even ignoring the whole fact that half of those offensive rebounds are from him missing a layup and just being there and grabbing it again. Like, I get it. He is a fantastic rebounder. Whenever we get rid of him, we will feel it. But it's it's just the, the pros outweigh the cons in terms of starting a Congo, in my opinion. They just, they, they do. And then if you can get any sort of bench guard or wing and i know it's ironic because they would probably take buffkin's minutes instead um but any sort of bench guy even if it's end of bench guy for capella or any type of draft asset like you i think you just got to take it um i know i know Capella's like honestly a, a beloved player he's he's a veteran he seems like a very like just an enjoyable person to play with but he's not an enjoyable p- person to watch <laughs> to, to be honest um and and I think we're collectively ready for a Congo to really start uh, getting his proper shot at being the starting center for uh, this year and the next four or five years. You know, he's under contract now for uh, the rest of the season and four seasons beyond that. So let's uh, let's move a little bit more towards actually starting him for real. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, 100%. And also, like, I feel like there, I feel like there was also, like, kind of, like, rumors that Capella was being shopped also a lot, like, earlier this week. I'm not sure who it was from, yeah. so I don't want to, like, quote anybody and I, misquote. But, I, th- I mean, that should just be common knowledge at this point. I think I think the quote was that, like, they've had serious uh, uh, discussions on Hunter and Capella, um, which makes sense. They've always, And they wanted to keep Bogey, wasn't it? Yeah, and also uh, Quint Snyder allegedly uh, vowed to the front office that they need to keep DJ... Um, and I'll be honest, since then, there's been fewer DJ rumors. Like, there's uh, DJ's still kind of been a little bit pouty. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's interesting. It, it, it's, it's you know, it's the week before the trade deadline. It's, it's going to be smoke and mirrors. But um, Capella seems to be, I mean, he just makes the most sense to be traded. Um, even if you don't get much back from it, it's just a very clear, like, clearing the path for a young player addition by subtraction type thing. Yeah. I don't even think it'll necessarily necessarily be a big addition by subtraction, but it's just what you need to do for the team going forward at this point. Um, you know, because again, the truth of the matter, like John Collins to Jalen Johnson would have been an addition by subtraction situation. Cause, cause Jalen Johnson has been better this year than John Collins has been in years. 
many, many years, probably since like, I don't know, the COVID year. Um, but because we didn't replace him with an appropriate backup power forward, um, we, we didn't feel they did it by subtraction. We just felt the subtraction. Um, if we get rid of Capella and we don't get more center depth, we're going to feel the subtraction a little bit, even though I do think Bruno is kind of ready for a 10 to 15. Bruno can at minimum hold you off until the all season. And then you can, I, I, I there, would agree. Opinion. I would agree. I think, I think Bruno's honestly kind of, he's kind of etched himself a little, a little spot in this league. Like, I think he's uh, I think he could be like a legitimate eight year to 10 year guy just off being like a, a low minutes hustle rebounder physical guy, which that's a good, that's, that's honestly a great job to have. Um, he also seems like another guy that's really enjoyable to have in locker room and be around. So, uh, even though, even though I don't necessarily want to see him play 20 minutes a night, I think Hawks Talks is a uh, verified Bruno Fernando uh, approved podcast. Or I guess the other way around. He, he is a stamp of approval. You yeah, know, there he, you go. He's stamped here. And also, like, if you're going to, I mean, Bruno can definitely play like, what, 10, 15, 12 minutes a night? Yeah. Just yeah. get the rest of the Congo. Take, take the rocket straps and put them on them. Boost them to the moon. Come and, on. We're ready. And, it's time. And the truth is, is, is if you do play a Congo 30, 35 minutes a night, he is going to foul out sometimes. Uh, Bruno is going to play some minutes, but also you have guys like Jalen that you can have small ball five for you, right? I, I think that's something you could also experiment with. Um, you have not that many power forwards on the roster, admittedly, but you could you could run a lineup that's like Trey, DJ, Hunter, Sadiq, Jalen, something like that. Um, you, I'm not I'm not even saying that'd be some sort of great or substitute bogey in there somewhere. I'm not even saying that'd be a great lineup. But you have options beyond, oh, great, Capella's four fouls and it's the middle of the third quarter. What are we going to do? Like, I mean, we have enough size to have a small ball center in Jalen Johnson if you have to. Um, but for all we know, like in the Capella trade or in a different trade, we get like a backup center back and, you know, whatever. Because, uh, I mean, we I mean we just don't know. We'll see in literally about five days. We'll know exactly what's going on. So that'll be fun. But um, do you want to talk more specifically about some of the smaller rumors we've heard, we've heard Jackson? Because there have been some. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm down for that. I'm um, always down for some trade rumors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we're at the. You know me. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, I mean, we've heard. We already sort of mentioned there was the Kuzma thing. I mean, if you want to go offbeat from selling people to, oh, geez, that sounds terrible. From selling assets to buy <laughs> assets, there you go. I just don't buy that. Yeah, one. that it's, one. It's hard to really buy that one. Um, that one did come from like a like a lesser known like local Washington kind of media beat guy. He all basically all he said was I I talked about it in a, in one of the chats I'm in, but basically just said that he had heard that the Hawks were interested, but he didn't see the pathway to a deal, and that's in regards to Kuzma, which does make sense. The last thing we did hear from like a nationwide reporter about Kyle Kuzma was the fact that the Wizards wanted uh, they were rumored to be asking for two first round picks. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is a is a Decent player, a fine player. I like him as a person. I think he's cool. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is not anybody you trade a uh, two first for. Uh, not, I'm sorry. And I think I think some, I think why. some teams could and trade two first from, but they're they're the teams that have oh, like yeah, for sure an excess of lottery protected first. I mean, if you're desperate for like I mean, Utah Jazz to have a trade, ton of picks, I mean, then, yeah, Utah could offer like a couple protected first from, but yeah, no no decent two first round picks for Kyle Kuzma. Um, Two decent first round picks seemingly would get you DeJounte Murray, so why would you trade it for Kyle Kuzma? Yeah. You know? So um yeah, that that rumor is kinda I kind of intentionally ignored that one, to be honest. I will <laughs> I say like, like you know what? Not, not 
Does it? You mentioned DeJounte, and I'm sure like everybody's heard the news now because uh, Shams tweeted out. Like Zach Levine's having foot surgery, so he's not a tradable asset anymore. But yeah, basically what I'm trying to get at is um at the deadline, you know, Zach Levine's gonna have foot surgery. He's rumored to be out for three to six months. So basically he's not going to be somebody who can be traded between now and the deadline. So automatically, if there was any doubts or anybody questioning it, DeJounte Murray is automatically the the most valuable, realistic player to get traded at the deadline, which is something to keep your eye on because, mm. you know, maybe if a team was, oh, well, maybe we desperate. can get DeJounte or Levine, maybe they can get more desperate and say, well, Levine's out of the conversation, let's get DeJounte. Like you said, like desperate. So just something to keep your eye on because, I mean, hey, you never yeah. know. Yeah, I mean – I, I, I'm at the point where I don't expect DeJounte to be traded. Um, Quinn vowing for him was kind of a big swing. Um, even if I think, I, I think like, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too sure on, on it. I just don't know where DJ's head is at. Um, I mean, none of us really know. Um, the truth is, is there's a lot of that, that, that Mavericks game really led to some sentiment. Uh, it, it felt like, it felt like the last straw and obviously they've, they've won four in a row since then. Um, the Mavericks game was a close loss too. Um, real, real close, highly contested. Um, Nothing game. special happened. Yeah. Um, I just, it's so weird. I mean, we'll see. I understand wanting to keep him. I understand wanting to not keep him. I, if I had to guess, he's here next week, um, which is fine. I have no issues with it. But if you get a, a, an offer that is like three first round picks and whatever player in the salary match. I have no issues just saying, yep, do it. Like, like let's just, you know, because if, if this is the only time probably ever where DJ will be like the top desirable guy on the market, because even when we traded for him, he was like the third guy, third best, maybe fourth best guy on the market. You had Gobert, you had Donovan Mitchell, um, which is why we traded less for DeJounte than those teams traded for Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, it, it would make some sense to maximize the value if it is actually there. Um but I mean, we'll see. But uh, you know, Dejounte gets to be the bell of the ball for a week. So, a um, couple more days of rumors, and, and we'll be, you know, we might be back on the John Collins cycle. But <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see things going. I know that's like a legitimate concern of Hawks fans because it's like I feel like a lot of people want us to trade DJ, and they feel like a rush to do it, so it doesn't end up like a John Collins situation. So it doesn't end up like a Clint Capella situation where we either keep them too long to where we've tanked their value and we basically get nothing back in our trade, or we've tanked their value so much that you know no teams really want Capella right now. There seems to be a lack of a Clint Capella market, I would assume, in part between you know, his play and also his salary. So I, I get wanting people wanting to be concerned, but also DeJounte Murray is a much more premium asset to hold on to than John Collins and Clint Capella were even at their peaks, just respectfully yeah. to them. But I mean, you know, you can, you don't rush to DeJounte Murray trade. I mean, you might reassess yeah. this all season. I mean, the biggest advantage for trading him at the deadline this week is can we extract as much value as possible because the team is desperate to trade up. We also don't have, well, we don't know if we have, the the next guy to replace Dejounte Murray waiting in the wings. We we had that in John Collins. We we had that have that in Capella. I like Kobe Bufkin. We don't know if he will be able to be a starting level two guard in this league. Um, you know we're we're, we're not there. Yet. We have no idea. Um, so it's a little bit different situation. But I do get why people get a little bit antsy with it. So um, and people also just kind of don't like him anymore. People have always been a little bit unfair to DJ. Um, pretty much because he didn't immediately take us to being like a top four seed in the East. But um, people are definitely unfair to the guy. But 
to uh, their credit, DeJounte is just, you know, he, he's not had the best mentality for a while. He has not shown consistent effort enough. Um, I don't know how else to put it, but in the past few weeks, we've had three different guys drop 60-plus on us, and they were all guards. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe maybe <laughs> consider that a little bit. And I'll be honest, it's not Trey Young's fault because <laughs> he's – He's probably been our best guard defender. Speaking of Trey um, Young's defense, did other you see than, like, the? Uh, did you see the JJ Redick Paulo Boncaro thing? I don't know if you peeped that or not. I, I did. We, we we've avoided it, but obviously uh, by the time we're hearing this, Trey Young was uh, not selected to the All Star team. And in one of the oddest turns in history, there's a pro Trey Young media push right now. Um, like LeBron basically said it's weird, fishy. Uh, Steph basically came out and publicly was like. He's got to just keep working. He's got to, you know, it sucks he's not getting, like, the recognition right now, but he'll keep working and he'll get it. You have probably the most viewed, second most viewed uh, NBA player podcast with J.J. Redick. He had Paolo Bancaro on, and they were like, yo, Paolo Bancaro, uh, the all-star that kind of took Trey's presumptive spot, didn't deserve it, but he got it. Basically, was like, yeah, I had to stop going after Trey. Like, he's, like, he he had good footwork. He had, uh, like, effective shows, like, he was basically an effective defender, and that's Paolo Bancaro, by far the Magic's best player, um, like a 22-point-a-game guy or something. Um, like, yeah, uh, confirms what Hawks fans, you know, it's just nice to see other people uh, recognize that Trae Young is not a complete pile on the defense, because I actually just saw on Reddit today, somebody was like, oh, but Trae Young still has the fourth-worst defensive rating in the league, and I checked, and he didn't. He had, like, the fifth-worst rating on the on the Hawks alone. And like was I don't know in the, you know two two or three pages down in the in the rating list and like it was a better defensive rating than Halliburton and Luca and like Pat Connaughton guys that are considered defensive specialists. It was like what are we doing here, man? Like the the public perception on the guy is still just incredibly wrong. So it's nice to see that like other uh, like well respected NBA guys are doing their best to like push back on it. It feels good. To the point where I'm actually starting to think like Adam Silver will choose Trey Young to be the all-star injury replacement for Julius Randle, which is the only right option, um, to be quite blunt. It's just the only right option. But, um, I mean, just because it's right doesn't mean it gets done. Trey Young deserved to get Olympics team looks. He he deserved to get... I mean, he deserves to have gotten four or five all-star games by now, and he only has two, um, maybe three, if Adam Silver chooses him this year. Um the guy just gets snubbed uh, pretty frequently. It is what it is. Um, but I'm I'm actually, I mean, I was quite, I, you know, it, it's stupid that he didn't get elected this year. But I'm reasonably optimistic that he will get the Julius Randle spot. I'm, because if you guys didn't know, Adam Silver basically just chooses that. And he's the only, he's the only smart option. My only concern is you have a player in Miles Turner who is in the host city's team. And you have uh, Derek White who is Good lord, just not as good a player as Trey Young's. Fuck you if you think otherwise. I'm sorry. You're just stupid. Um, but he plays for Boston Celtics. And, you know, media. There was, like attention a, and whatnot, but. there was like an ESPN graphic, and it was like, who should be elected to be the replacement? And it was like Trey Young. Um, it was a few more people. I forget the names. But basically, the, the, the joke is the last one was a picture of Derek White. And the stat for all the rest of them was like their individual stats and stuff, which is what the All-Star game is about. And then for uh, Derek yep. White, it was just the Celtics record. It was like, okay, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't be any more I obvious, didn't see that. man. Yeah, that is, that is pretty good. Um, 
Was it an intentional joke or was it like no? ESPN like it? legit posted it as like a graph. Like it was, it's oh. going on one of their own games. I'll try and find it, but oh, good lord, yeah, that's bad. I mean, and what sucks is we're not like the Hawks' record is not that terrible right now. Like we're five games below five hundred. The Magic just got Power Bank Caro and, and they're like five hundred. What like what does it really make that big of a difference between being five hundred and being slightly below five hundred? Doesn't really make that big a difference. All right, you know I, what I, happened? I just that, found it. I sent it to you. By you know what happened if the season ended today, Jackson? Both us and the Magic would be in the plans, man. It'd be the same damn thing, dude. Like, that is actually hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, holy crap. Jimmy Butler didn't make the All-Star team? I didn't realize. Um, deserved. I don't think he's been an All-Star level guy, but, like, I just hadn't considered that. Um, yeah, All-Stars, I mean, it's just it's just politics. I wish there was any other way to put it. Like, De'Aaron Fox didn't make it. De'Aaron Fox is like putting up 27, 6, and 6 or something on a team. I think Cat like making over season. Sabonis and Fox was just absurd to me. Like, I don't understand that one at all. And with the Trey Young stuff, it's like, it's very obvious that the fans, not only just like Atlanta fans. This is Atlanta Lloyd Pierce's fans. fault, by the way. I think this oh, is yeah, Lloyd 100%. Pierce's fault, by the way. Oh, 100%. Dude, remember when we fired Lloyd Pierce after like three years? What, two, and three years of just Popovich? Popovich was throwing ass. It was, one, dude. No, it wasn't it just was Popovich. It was Spanish. Popovich. It was Kerr. And then the coaches association made a statement about it. It's like, they've never made a statement about anybody else getting fired. Like after that, or I, I mean, they, they, I don't know. Ha, about have you guys heard a peep about Adrian Griffin getting fired halfway through a season, which they were the two seed. Did you hear a peep from them when he got fired? But when Lloyd Pierce, like two fifty winning percentage gets fired, they, they get all up in arms. They're both black. It's not even a race thing. Like, <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I probably didn't need to interject with that, but but like my point being like we we also hired a, a black coach after Lloyd Pierce. And yeah, Nate McMillan. Like I, so you know I'm sorry for interjecting with that, but like that was a it's politics. Like I get it. The NBA wants more representation in the head coaching it, as it should be. Um, but it, it, that's what it felt like because I actually I think actually no i i remember why i said that because lloyd pierce is very progressive and sort of a very progressive face in the nba and it was just like you know anyway i'm, I'm babbling don't need to talk about it too much more um lloyd pierce good guy bad coach um the fact that we got land well, how for many how many other ridiculous. teams have been lining up to hire lloyd pierce after we fired him like the guy hasn't even gotten yeah, that many he, interviews like i don't know if he's gotten any i know he's i mean he's an assistant coach in indiana like obviously he's not unemployed like he is good enough to be unemployed in the nba but he was like five, ten years early, too early to be a head coach, um, if ever. But, um, yeah, the fact is that that led to all this Olympics stuff from Kerr and Popovich snubbing Trey. And I think also the fact that the refs were at every reason view Trey as, like, the leader in the foul baiting thing, which he just is not. Even statistically speaking, he's not even, like, top three anymore. It's like, okay, well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Shade, Gildas Alexander, and Embiid are out there, dude. Like, can we can we be real here? Um and like, I mean, when's the last time you saw Trey get a continuation call that he probably should? Like, it's just it's it's ridiculous. I hate being the whiny like we don't get any Yo, respect. Logan, guy. Would you like some cheese with your wine? But, Jeez. Yeah, honestly, you, you like that line, huh? Shout out to David, man. <laughs> if you ever if you ever want to see a uh, some Chelsea some Chelsea live tweeting, follow our friend David. Um, I got hats Chelsea football. There might be some good content on there. Let me look. Yeah, um, but. Uh, if it wasn't obvious, uh, yes, obviously we think Trey Young should have been an all-star. We don't think. We know he should have been an all-star. Um, I'm pretty much taking him over just about every guard in the East. Like, I get it. Halliburton's the current gold, golden child. Trey Young's a much better scorer than Halliburton. 
In my opinion, he's a better playmaker. I think Halliburton has the most Mickey Mouse playmaking season of all time. They, they play at a historic pace. He makes it easy. I mean, he makes the correct easy passes and he doesn't turn the ball over. He's a great playmaker. Don't get me wrong. He does like what he should do. But I don't think he's as impressive a playmaker as Trey Young. And uh, straight up, he's worse on defense than Trey Young. And he's like 6'5 with long ass arms. The fact that he has those gifts and he's worse than def- on defense than Trey Young is pathetic. Damian Lillard, I think people are actually in sort of unified and saying that he did not deserve to start the All-Star game and maybe not make it at all. Um, we also are a bona fide Damian Lillard haters on this podcast. So obviously our opinion on that is pretty clear. Tyrese Maxey, great young player. Uh, Trey Young has been better than him this year. Um, Trey Young has not been playing next to the arguable. I mean, without the injury, Embiid was going to win MVP again. Um, so uh, Maxey is, yes, I get it. He's on the better team. He's playing with the MVP. Um, who are the other guards? Like Jalen Brown. Like, I like Jalen Brown. Nobody's game planning for Jalen Brown, dude. Like, just grow up here. Um, Let's be else? serious, guys. Don- Donovan Mitchell, honestly, Donovan Mitchell's real good. I don't I don't mind it. Like, Donovan yeah, Mitchell, I, I really do like. MVP candidate run right now. It's pretty absurd if you go and yeah. look at it. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, Donovan Mitchell's a, a fantastic player. Uh, I'm not even going to speak on that one. He, he deserved to start the All-Star game, probably. Because he's definitely better than uh, Damian Lillard. Like, just straight up. Um yeah, I mean, Dominic Mitchell, 28 points a game, six and a half assists, five and a half rebounds on a really good team. Uh, give him some MVP votes for sure. Um, who are the other guards in there? I mean, Paolo kind of took the, the like wild card spot. Paolo's a great young player. He's going to be a perennial all-star um, until he asks out of Orlando. <laughs> um, but he's just not as good as Trey Young is currently. Um, and his team is not that much better either. And that's with them being like... Kind of, kind of just like a better roster at this point, especially with how injured, you know, the Hawks have been. Um, I mean, I guess Franz Wagner's kind of missed a good chunk of games, but we had Jalen Johnson and DeAndre Hunter missed like two months. Uh, so it's kind of, you know. Who are the other guard? I'm forgetting a guard, dude. I'm forgetting a guard on the East team, aren't I? Um, you're, you're no help, Jackson. I thought you'd cut in with who it was. Oh. Uh Wait, I don't know. I got lost for a second. But I, I just want to say this real quick while you think over it, Logan. The thing with Trey Young is, like, it kind of seems like the coaches and, like, his peers, the other players in the league, like, don't don't really like him. I don't, I don't really understand it. Like, we, we play in a league and we watch a league where basically, like, every team, I'm just going to say it, Logan, almost every team in the league has at least one guy who's like either beat the hell out of their wife or like raped a woman. All right. Like, let's just call it what it is. And I'm just calling it what it is, Logan. And for some reason, a guy like Trey Young has, is absolutely villainized to, you know, these coaches and these players, whether it's because they don't like the way he plays, whether it's because he had a bad relationship or interaction with a, a former coach that they're friends with or something. Trey Young is absolutely villainized and he's held to, you know, levels that are like so, so, so unfair. Like, we have LeBron, who's not only in the All-Star game, he's the captain of the All-Star game. The Lakers are are the 10 seed, the same as the Hawks. I want you to think about that for a second. We have guys in the All-Star game who are just not playing at as good as level as Trae Young is. And, you know, the thing is, is that Trae Young is under such a light bulb to the people. He's scrutinized to a different level. He's held to different standards. These people, and by Old these people, always move with him. I mean, the people who vote for the All-Star game who aren't the fans, because obviously Trae Young has the fan vote. I mean, he overwhelmingly had the fan vote. He was second. He was he he had the fan vote for an event that is literally for the fans. The All Star Game is not for 
the players, the players don't even like the damn All-Star game. They want to go on vacation during the All-Star break. The coaches, I'm sure they feel the same way. The The All-Star game is simply for the fans that say, let's all get all the best players in the league and let's just have some fun. Very few, also, you know, just saying, very few players in the NBA who are more fun to watch than Trey Young, just keeping it real of you. But basically my point is, is, you know, there, there's really no reason to get upset about it anymore. Is like, you know, because some people, like, I feel like are legit upset about it. Just look at how Trey Young's reacting. Like, he obviously doesn't care. There's a lot of debate of people saying, well, if he's offered an injury spot, he's like, yeah, I'll go just because it's not for me, it's for other people. But I just need to say this real quick. The thing with Trey Young is that unless he's having a near flawless season and that extends to how his team's doing, which is pretty unfair because asking one man to ask to change, you know, the season of a, you know, a basketball team just really isn't fair at all. But, you know, there are very few players in history who can do it, but whatever. Unless Trey Young's team has a good record, unless Trey Young has great stats, unless Trey Young is improved on defense these people will never make them they'll never you know recommend them being all-star you know they're gonna they're gonna vote for other people it just is what it is at this point like it's frustrating and i wish it was something but like trey young i don't want to say he's like most hated or anything because that just feels a bit extreme but him just being like this like overtly scrutinized and you know targeted player is just it's very stupid to me and very dumb especially considering like if we're really going to dislike players in the league i already mentioned earlier who you who we should be disliking like I'm just saying, hey, Trang's not in the All-Star game. Meanwhile, you know, Miles Bridges is in trade talks to go to a contender because, yeah, uh-huh, whatever. I mean, it just is what it is, man. Like, I'm sorry to be so bold and brash about it, but, I mean, we Josh, just need to call it what it is. Josh Primo is getting another chance. Like, he's in the G League right now. I mean, Josh Primo's um, on the what... Clippers, and he, you know, these are guys who, at the end of the season, they could be on the the Suns and the Clippers. They could very well be on the grand stages, grandest stage of the ball in the NBA, the NBA Finals, very well. And, you know... It, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I wish I could say something I, I, else, but that's just is what it is. I remember who the other guard was. It's Jalen Brunson. I think Jalen Brunson deserves to be an all-star, but I, Trey Young is still better than him. Luckily we don't have any Knicks fans listen to us. So otherwise they'd be obnoxious about it. But yes, I, I do still think Trey Young is better than Jalen Brunson because they score the exact same, but Trey Young gets four more assists a game. Um, so kind of <laughs> wipe your hands clean, clear cut, simple. Um, what about defense? The, the Knicks are like the best defensive system in the league. They have like four guys that are way better defenders than Jalen Brunson. That's why his defensive rating so good. But you know, whatever. Um, shout out, shout out to. I like Brunson. I don't like the Knicks, but shout out Jalen Brunson. I do like me some Jalen Brunson. He, he's a very good player. Um, it's it's honestly really cool that the Mavericks like had the true second star next to Luca, and they just let him walk. Like that's really awesome. I, I quite like that. So who do you mean, um, Brunson or Porzingis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least Brunson's like a legit like number two star. Like he he's legit. Porzingis is kind of like a swing in a. It's kind of like their version of Dejounte, where like you see the vision, but it didn't quite work. Um. So you know, but hey, hey, you know, shout out to the Mavericks. By the way, they're like three games above five hundred too. Like you know, they're not even that much Mavericks record. I last I checked, they're four games above five hundred, and they just lost to uh, the Doc Rivers. Bucks, which I don't know if we talked about that, but uh, give Joe Prunty a chance, man. The poor guy didn't even get to coach, but what, like one or two games as the interim? Makes me sad, dude. Makes me real sad because uh, Joe Prunty's our Joe Prunty's our guy. Remember when? Remember when Jalen Johns called him called him J Dog? That was so oh, cool, dude. Uh, Holler, so good cool. Times, good times. Sick. Yeah, those were good times. And then Quinn Snyder came uh, in and never played young players again and started Garrison <laughs> yeah. Matthews. No, no, well, you it, know, we're winning at least. So whatever. Hey, I've yeah. got to go. It's 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 crazy because like 
You wonder what would happen if, if I don't like, would AJ Griffin be averaging 15 points Dude, a game? I, I but, saw a but, video but, this morning. Let me, let me finish, but let me finish. But would Jalen Johnson still be on the bench? You know what I mean? Like, did Quinn Snyder unlock Jalen Johnson no, at not. the cost of AJ Griffin? I, th- I think that's kind of, I mean, I mean, I think that's you just being a hater because objectively the second Quinn Snyder came in, Jalen Johnson. We all knew, was. we all knew Jalen Johnson was good. He just needed the minutes. Like We but, didn't know he was, okay, okay, but we didn't have a coach that was giving him minutes. We didn't have a coach that was letting him do anything. Honestly, if you, you can't, switch you can't AJ just assume, and JJ's you can't roles just, right now, JJ's rotting on the bench behind Sadiq Bey. 100%, bro. And you know what the excuse is going to be? Well, Sadiq Bey's our rock, even though he shot one of seven the other night. Come on now, get out of here with that. Anyway, um, no. Anyways, there was a video posted on the Hawks Twitter of AJ Griffin doing a uh, a dunk off the backboard. I just want to say you're not helping the allegations of what's going on with him when you're posting a video of a guy dunk throwing down dunks off that he's lobbing to himself off the backboard. Free AJ. Yeah, I mean he was he was also kind of briefly in, in like trade rumor. Like oh yeah, with the Quentin just very stuff. briefly. Uh, was that what it was? Yeah, it was like. The Knicks and the Hawks. The Hawks are interested in Quentin Grimes, and they had talked to the Knicks, both in the Jante and AJ Griffin deal. I mean, yeah, AJ Griffin deals. I mean, honestly, like AJ Griffin for Quentin Grimes swap, I can I can understand it. I can. I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, you would take that?" And it's like, dude, we don't know if AJ Griffin's ever gonna play here again. Like, we don't know what is going on. We we have no. And also, I think. Um, AJ Griffin's, you know, when he has played, he's shown he's a lot further from being like a starter than we thought he was. I, th- I think, I think he's a very, very high chance of becoming like a bogey type guy where he's just offense off the bench. Which that's a great, that's a great player. That's a great player to be. You're gonna make a hundred million dollars, <laughs> like over the eight years you play or whatever at your peak. Um, but I don't know if he's ever gonna be a starting two guard um, for us with Trey Young. But we'll have to see. We he's twenty, so we don't know. But um, I think it's fair to be a little bit like. I mean, how many times we've said it? Like, there's there's legitimate cause for concern with AJ Griffin. So it is what it is. But I, if we trade him, I would be upset, but I would get it because, for all we know, like that bridge is burned, and we don't know who burned it. We don't know who's holding the the, the lighter. But you know, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, we'll, tra- just, we'll so, have to see what happens. Trade Clint Capella. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> You know what? Trey also, oh, I, I, I forgot to say this. Um, isn't it kind of funny that DeAndre Hunter has been the glue? <laughs> like he's like when we have DeAndre Hunter, we're like above five hundred. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we, it is ridiculous. When we don't have him, we're like ten games below. I mean, he's good enough to clearly make a difference. He's not good enough to be like make us really, really good. But this whole time is just like, oh, look at that. We just needed a forward that like wasn't Sadiq Bay. <laughs> That was like better than Sadiq Bay. That's all we needed. Um, who would have thought, you know? But uh, unfortunately, that that forward that we uh, are so reliant on has de- de- degenerative knee issues. So, you know. But yeah, I don't think Hunter's getting traded anytime soon. So, yeah, I mean, hey, okay. it's one of those things where Hunter seems a lot more valuable to the Hawks than he does like any other team in the league. So you might as well just keep him. I mean, if we're playing above five hundred with a guy, keep him. If you got to start Garrison Matthews over him, it is what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Well, well that, in that case, I, he's got to work his way back up minutes-wise. So, I get they it. They play the same amount yeah, of minutes. Well, then what's what's starting matter? What does starting matter if they play the same number? It's the semantics, Logan. That's what it matters to me, damn it. Okay, well. 
When, when your life's over, <laughs> would you rather them write NBA starter on your grave or NBA rotation player on your grave? Exactly. I'd rather, I mean, I'd, I'd rather they not write anything of that on my grave. <laughs> Just put my number of championships on my. Just put the number of podcast episodes I, I put on mine. I'm ready. Yeah. We're about to crack 200. That's going to be impressive. Uh, yeah, we're about to cross that threshold. We are indeed. All right. Anyways, uh, more trade stuff. I guess we should talk about. Wait, I was going to ask you something. Oh gosh, this is embarrassing. Okay, no, I was going to ask you this. All right. Will the Hawks make any trade of any kind by the trade deadline? What are your thoughts? Are, are how? Are, I, I'm not asking you specifics about a player. I'm not yes. asking you about specifics from another player. Will the Hawks yes. make a deal in general? Yes, because every single outlet's been like, they've been the most aggressive team. I'm not saying it'll be a big trade, but trades happen during the deadline. Like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, shit kind of gets real. Like teams are like, okay, wait, we got 48 hours. Okay, let's <laughs> let's make these calls. Um, it could be as small as, you know, I, I, a second round pick for this guy or whatever, but um, yes, I think a singular trade. Because remember, got to remember last year we made what two or three trades. We had the Sadiq Bay trade, we had the Justin Holiday trade. Um, that may have been it. Yeah, it was at least two. So like, and last yeah, yeah, year those we were weren't. Those trades, yeah. And last year we weren't like, oh, we're they're the most aggressive team in talks. They they they're gonna trade somebody. Um, so. I, I would say yes, we make a trade. I would say no, DJ does not get traded. Um, but depending on the return, I, I would not mind it. Um, I think the most likely player to be traded would be Capella. Maybe that's just me coping. Maybe that's just what I'm saying for my heart, not my brain. But um, that's that's my that's my guess. No, I mean, I agree. With, I feel like a move 100% will happen just because, like you mentioned, like they're going to be very active at the deadline. But I'm just not sure who it's going to be. Like, I feel like in the terms of who the Hawks want to see go the most, I feel like it's Capella. But I don't know if they're going to get a deal back for Capella, man. Like, not to be a doomer, but I just think that's how it is. Between the play again, this like, year and his contract this, and it happening next year, I'm, this, just, I'm not sure. The Steven Adams trade was so weird because, like, they traded an injured player for an injured player. And who got the sack? Who got the picks? I forget. Um, the Grizzlies, I believe, got the picks. I think they got a, yeah, they got a little depot in three seconds for Adams. So it's like, huh. I could see something. Cause, well, now obviously the, uh, I mean, the Rockets still need a center for this year, but I guess not next year. But whatever. It's like, I think the, I don't I, know. I I figured this out. Apparently, if the if the Rockets throw together Adams and a few more guys, and they're all under contract next season, I'd have to find the uh, thing specifically. It's like a max contract. Um, it, right? it equals to a max contract, basically. There is not a star on this earth that is going to want to go play with uh, <laughs> those young guys, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. Steven I get Adams, Dylan Jeff Brooks, Green, and Landell, and one of their rookie deals, and they can get it up to a max. Oh, boy. I get to go play with Jalen Green and Dylan Bro. Brooks, dude. Sign me up. <laughs> there was also that rumor that Jalen Green might be on his way out, but, you know. We'd play him behind Quinton. Yeah, dude, he's he's not good. <laughs> he's not yeah, that he's good. Not good. He's not good. It's over. Honestly, bro, we need to like investigate G League Ignite. I don't think they've made a good player yet. Like, genuinely look into it. Like, it's kind of scary. I think I think I think the Thompson Quins could be Quins. The Thompson Twins could be. I don't know. Usar's been really bad since the beginning of the season. Like the initial season hype, be, I, I think was warranted, but ever since then it's been I'll, pretty rough. I'll be honest, I I still don't know the difference. I think Usar is the Pistons one. Yeah, Usar is the Pistons one. Amin is the uh, Rockets nice. one. Amin's like the point guard, and Usar's like the 
gritty, hard-nosed defender who can't shoot the damn ball. A man also can't shoot the damn ball, but he can shoot the damn ball a bit better. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be kind of interesting. You know, you got to give, you got to give those guys like two or three years, but Jalen Green was supposed to be like, you know, immediate offense. And I guess he does score, but it's like, dude, you're putting up 18 points a game on 15 shots a game. That's just. It's it's not good. It's not. It also does make you worry because some of the top guys in this class are also G League Ignite. So it's like, ooh, well, historically speaking. As, as, as the nerds say, that's not ethical hoops. Um, you want to talk about someone who doesn't play ethical hoops but gets praised for it? Devin Booker, trending topic. That guy was stiff-arming Trey Young, and it wasn't getting called. And then he was foul baiting. That's ethical hoops, really? Oh, yeah. And people the, praise the, the him little, for that shit. The little boop on the chest. Yeah, his, like, yeah, yeah. You finger. saw that. Okay. Yeah, people like praise Devin Booker as like this some ethically playing star. And then I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I can get down with it. Like, I've always liked Devin Booker. Then he plays against the Hawks, and the guy's flopping on Trey Young, like foul baiting and doing that. It's like... This is not ethical hoops. I was lied to. <laughs> ethical hoops and I mean, Jalen Johnson. People need to acknowledge him. Like, mm, honest to God, it really is. Eight assists last night, zero turnovers, and those most mm, improved odds still haven't gone down. I mean, it's getting ridiculous, Logan. Like, if Jalen Johnson doesn't win the most improved player award, I'm just saying, you know, we might need to might need to host a little bit of a Hawks insurrection at the NBA office. Just look into it. That's a joke, not a real threat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I mean... It, I, it, are they still assuming it's Tyrese Maxey? Because I, I just don't dude, think Dude, dude, he count. should not win the... That's not the definition of the damn award. That award is so flawed. Everything about this league is stupid, man. We have most improved player awards going to, like, guys who averaged, like, 27 points last year. The All-Star game is made for the Job fans. John Morant but... got it. They have Shangun second? Oh, my. Where even is... Where is Jalen Johnson on these odds? Dude, he's where like... Where is he? He's, like, plus 800 right now. Like, that's why I said they need to go down. Because, like, there's no shot, bro. No shot. It's, it's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, like, Tyrese Maxey, Shengun, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Shut up. Kobe White. At least Kobe White's kind of cool. I kind of like how Kobe White improved. I would not be, I would not hate that. Um, Jalen Johnson's better, but at least that was cool. At least he went from, like, a scrub to, like, oh, he, oh, he can kind of do his thing now. Jalen Williams is just, like, a flat-out, Great rookie and an even better sophomore. He should that does not count. Emmanuel quickly just like what are we doing here? Halliburton, shut up. Cam Thomas, his coaches don't even trust him to play more than twenty five minutes a night. Um, yeah, that's bad. Hey, look, Jalen Johnson won't win it, but we all, everyone in Atlanta knows, dude. Everyone here, we know. Um, oh my God, Capella's hurt, dude. Oh, are you serious? He's hurt. Uh, he will be reevaluated in seven to ten days. I mean, it's, you can still trade him, but <laughs> but, we're, but we're getting our we're getting our Congo starting whether we want it or not over the next week or so. Um, so uh, you know, but yeah, he, uh, left it. Left abductors. This is their excuse not to trade him, bro. I'm telling you, dog. I'm telling you. <laughs> This this is the deep state, dude. Dude, um, boys club, boys club, Logan. Hello. Yeah, um, love to see. Um, you know, you can still trade a guy with a small injury like that. I mean, he was traded to us. He he was still traded to us. He, he couldn't play for like five months. You know. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. Um, um, we manifested yeah, a Congo getting about. big minutes. You're welcome, everyone. Thank the Hawks Talks podcast. We did it for <laughs> yeah. ten minutes earlier, acknowledging yeah. your Hawks talk, your Hawks podcasting tribal chiefs. 
We better hope he uh, Congo plays well, otherwise we're gonna look. Oh yeah, we're cooked. No, this is one of the things where like we just don't go on Twitter for a minute. We're like, look, guys, stuff happens. All right, you can't be mad at us. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, get well soon, Clint. Hopefully, uh, a Congo. Not only are you playing for your NBA uh, starting chances, you're also playing for the Otter of Hawks talk. So, good luck, buddy. Uh, I am if if any big trade goes down this week, uh, we will be there. We will be there no matter what. But uh, emergency podcast for now, Jackson. I th- podcast notifications on. Yeah. For now, I think we sit and we wait, Jackson. I think we sit and we wait, and then we re we react. We've already done all the all the predictions we can do. Uh, so now we just wait and see, Jackson. It's a matter of waiting now, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's coming up. It's going to come closer than you think. I mean, hey, we've also seen like moves happen in the past, like a few days or a couple of days before the deadline actually occurs. So, I mean, really, I mean, you need to be on alert at this point. I mean, it's Thursday, but I wouldn't be surprised if something goes down, you know, early in the week, middle of the week, or maybe like a day or two before. I mean, the Kevin Durant trade happened, what, exactly the night before the trade deadline? So, yeah, something to think about, you know, wait and see moment. Wait and see sort of situation. Um, all right, Jackson, anything anything else we need to talk about? No, nah, I'm, I'm out of stuff, honestly. Hit that outro. All outro right, everyone, boy. just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you all for supporting us. You know, Hawks are on a nice little win streak, so we appreciate the support. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate y'all tuning in with us. Uh, hopefully the Hawks can keep this win streak going. Uh, anyways, for the Patreon, I do this every episode, patreon.com slash hawkstalks. You can find us there. Sign up today, $8, $10 here. Get extra content. We're about to release a new episode. We're over 10 hours of content. I do this, say this all the time. You should subscribe if you like the Hawks Talks. I mean, hey, if you like the Hawks Talks podcast, you'll like that. It's the same thing, just even more content for you. Just thank you to everyone for listening as always. Uh, as we roll into the trade deadline, keep your podcast notifications on on your platform if you're allowed to. Or at least stay up to date with us on Twitter and stuff so you can get initial reactions, podcast announcements, and all that stuff just in case the big trade does go down. And we'll see you if it does happen. If not, I'm sure we'll be back soon. As always, just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. I hope you have a good start to your week. And as always, love you. Goodbye.